So I'm going to say something, and you are going to laugh at this, but I don't care because it's, this is something that I've always wanted to do and wanted to say, and it's. I think now is the right time to say it. I want to run a marathon. Okay, I thought you were going to say something completely different there. No, I like I've seen uh, a lot of my friends training for the London Marathon at the minute, and it happened last week and everything. And I just think before the end of my life, I would love to do a marathon. So it doesn't have to be this year. You just want oh no. Any point. Because I was thinking on the bus on the way in today, oh, it'd be cool to do the London Marathon next year, but you have to submit an application. And then you have to start training in like August and stuff to get to around about now. And like, I'm not doing that. I'm not having three months off and then training for a 26-mile run. So maybe maybe before I'm 30. Yeah, that's doable, I suppose. That's but, four years. But don't just start going downhill at like 28 body-wise. So you'd want to get on that soon. Okay, so I'll start thinking about it this year and then maybe apply next year? Yeah, maybe just make out a little schedule for 2021 next year yeah. on like a training schedule. Then 2022, you can actually do the schedule. Like 26 miles is a lot. Yeah, I don't know what that actually is. Oh, I forget about the kilometres and miles. One moment, caller. 26 miles into kilometres... It is 42 kilometres. Okay, that's a lot, but that's doable. And now let's just do the conversion of... So I'm going to do it from where we record the podcast to where we live. That's 10 kilometres. Okay, so that's home and back, home and back twice. Mm -hmm. And you've walked that before and that's taken you about two hours. I can't ever imagine just doing the journey from here to home once let alone doing it twice, both ways. How long can you actually run for? I would say probably be about two minutes. Okay, that's better than me. I'm 30 <laughs> seconds and gone. Oh, not at a fast speed, though. It would be like a mid-paced jog. Yeah, but you can do it. That's the thing. You have the stamina to do it. Maybe I'll say I'll do a 10K by the end of the year, because mm-hmm. that's doable. I think you can do like a 10K in an hour. Okay, why don't we put some stakes here at risk? So the podcast can only continue into 2020 if Callum does a marathon. But I'm not doing a marathon this okay, year. Okay, the 10K thingy, whatever it is, the okay, run. Okay. You're doing a run. It's on the internet now, so it's not going anywhere. I'm going to do a 10K by the end of the year. I bet you this is going to be edited out. <laughs> this is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. So this week on um, What Would You Do If? What are we looking at, Callum? We are going to be doing What Would You Do If You Were On Reality TV? And now we're going to shake it up a little bit to start with. So normally we just talk about what we would do if we were in a plane crash or if aliens attacked. But today I'm going to pitch two TV shows to you and the question will be what would you do if you were on that TV show? Callum got off a bit lightly here so he picked his two TV shows and then I had to brainstorm four TV shows (laughs) just in case I picked the same two TV shows as him. Just in case. So my first TV show is what would you do if you were on Got Talent? So is this like Ireland's Got Talent? Yeah, Britain's Britain's Got Got Talent, Talent, America's Got Talent. What would you do if you were on Something's Got Talent? Okay, well, first of all, I know exactly what I would do. I even have the outfits in mind. What? Yeah, so when I was about 16, I wanted to go on The X Factor. So I decided that I would like to go on The X Factor with a peachy play suit. And if you don't know what a play suit is, it's like a dress, but instead of uh, one hole opening at the bottom, it's shorts. 
Okay. So I I saw this kind of peachy play suit in Topshop or something or ASOS. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, I love that so much. If I was to ever go on The X Factor, I would wear that with white Doc Martens. Okay. So I know exactly what I'm wearing for my audition. I would do some poetry. I would do a bit of performance poetry. I'd really move people. And then they would fall in love with me. And then I wouldn't win because only groups can win Ireland's Got Talent. Yeah. So I'd be a little bit heartbroken, but I'd be very honest about that on Twitter. I was only thinking the other day, if I was in the final of Ireland's Got Talent, I would line up a tweet to go out while I'm on stage saying, I know I'm not going to win anyway because I'm a solo act. (laughs) But I'd be live out on stage so I could be like, oh, I didn't really mean that. My account was hacked. (gasps) That's a very good manipulative idea. Mm -hmm. Why has no one thought about that before? See, I'm just, I'm so clever. I feel like they should hire me because I just come up with all these ideas on how to improve the show. So your second one, Ireland's Got Talent, I think probably won't happen now. We've we've blown your cover there. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying your, your talent is not good because you are a very good poet. And I've said to you before, no one wins that show unless you're in a team of like 60. Okay, so we've actually got audio recording now of my boyfriend saying that I could not win Ireland's Got Talent because I'm not good enough. Not because of your talent yourself. It's just because if you had 60 of you who knew 60 other people with 60 different parents and then they would have 60 different friends, then you would win. It's just the way the voting works. Well, how about we shake up the voting? Well, if you can pitch that to Virgin Media TV, then you do that. I will. I'm going to do everything I can to be able to win Ireland's Got Talent in 2020. Thank you very much. Okay, so before our relationship ends, what would you do if you were on The Bake Off? Oh, God, is that that thing in Britain where it's all fancy with the cakes and stuff? Yeah, you're in the tent and then there's two judges. It used to be Mary Barry and Paul Hollywood. And it's like proper British cooking with cakes and pastries and stuff. And I've only suggested what would you do if you were on The Bake Off? Because I know that you're not a great cook. I'm so offended by this episode. (laughs) So first of all, I'm not good enough to win Ireland's Got Talent. Second of all, I'm not a good enough cook to go on a cooking reality TV show. So you're just going to send me on a baking one. Are the baking people supposed to be good at this? Yeah, but there's... So there's a couple of challenges in the show where you have a recipe and you can try it at home. But then there's one element in every show where it's like they give you a recipe that you've never done before. And it's really vague, so it's just like, put butter into flour, but it doesn't give you any measurements or anything. But that's how I bake anyway. I just go, oh yeah, I'll put in a bit of this and a bit of that, and then it works out grand. Nobody dies. Does it work out grand? Yeah. What's the best thing that you've ever baked? I made, oh my God, I've made so many brilliant things. But the best one was probably a dinosaur-shaped cake for my cousin's birthday. Have you? Yeah. And did it turn out all right? Yeah, everybody thought it was gorgeous. It was the best cake they've ever eaten. How much did you pay them? What do you mean? <laughs> and did it look like a dinosaur? Yes. I'll try and find a photo of Yeah, it. if you can find a picture, we'll put it on our social as well, just so you can see your dinosaur cake. I really want to see it just so I can be proven wrong. There was one that was a bunny rabbit as well. Ah. But it looked great in real life. And then I looked back years later, and I was like, that looks actually really rubbish. <laughs> So if you were on the Bake Off, how far do you think you'd get? It's down on technical skills alone, so there's no public vote or anything. Okay, I'd probably make it to like week seven. Really? Yeah, and I'd be the public's favourite and then I'd be thrown off because they would need to shake it up and really surprise people and have everyone going, oh my God, I can't believe that they did that. So I actually wanted to ask you what you would do at the Bake Off, actually. 
but because you stole that on me, I'm going to go with My Kitchen Rules. I don't even know that show. Okay, so I fell in love with this show. Um, It's Australian. Well, there's other versions, but I fell in love with the Australian version because there were these two really great Australian men. You don't need to know about them and get all jealous about my love. But basically, it's like the Bake Off, but you're in pairs. Yeah. So they have it like split into like the areas and stuff so like there's people from Queensland and people from the coast and stuff you're in pairs you're baking and then you go head to head I think I try and sabotage the other person but you do realise that this is all recorded so they would have footage of you sabotaging people and then they'd be like actually you're out yeah but I'd be the bad guy everyone loves a bad guy do the bad guys ever win no, but I'd make great TV. That's what I'm here for. I don't care about winning these reality shows. I just want to make... I want to be known as the guy that's the cake saboteur. Callum, the cake saboteur. Then I could have my own spin-off. It's like I'd be the opposite of Gordon Ramsay. You know how he goes in and fixes restaurants. I'd go into good restaurants and make them rubbish. Okay, so you have to bring a partner on the show with you. So who would okay. you choose? Because um, we know that I am no good. That's already been established with my cooking abilities, apparently. Can it be like a celebrity partner? No, you have to oh. know them. You so have someone to... who I know. I'd probably choose my mum because she's taught me a lot about cooking and how to make a great spaghetti bolognese. Uh, that looks so cute from the producer's perspective. <laughs> I ta- yeah, I'd be the baby-faced assassin. I'd be there with my mum. No one would suspect me as the bad guy. And then what would people think about your mother for raising you to be this awful, sabotaging cook? Uh, they'd still like her because she's my mum. Ah, that'd be nice. Okay, so... I have so many ideas. Don't be looking at my page. Okay. Imagine that we break up, right? Yeah. What would you do if you were on The Bachelor? So I was The Bachelor? Yes, and all these women have to date you. Wow. (laughs) I hadn't even thought of this. I'm not a man that has ever been very I wouldn't say lucky in love but I wouldn't be very confident around a lot of group of women in the same time who are all trying to compete for me this I would I don't think I'd survive the show I'd probably have a nervous breakdown or something just because of the attention that I'd be getting you're not very good at talking on dates there's a group stage so you have a group date with a bunch of the women (laughs) (laughs) there's one-on-one dates as well okay and then each week the guy decides to get rid of a person until he finds the true love of his life yeah but they can plead with you if you choose to eliminate them and you can bring someone back I wouldn't be no I wouldn't be able to cope I would not be a good The Bachelor so that's what we would do if we were on reality TV shows and there is undoubtedly a lot of reality TV shows around at the minute. Like, you'll turn on the TV and there's there'll be a Got Talent or The X Factor or Love Island or something like that. It's, it's unavoidable, isn't it? There's different types of reality TV shows. So you have the game show style ones. And then you'd say, like, Say Yes to the Dress is, like, um, a reality show. Hell's Kitchen, stuff like that. There's a lot of TV shows out there. Yeah, you can't look at any TV station, basically, without finding a reality TV show. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who would want to apply for these reality TV shows. And I'll hold my hands up and I'll say, when I was growing up and when I was going through my teens and stuff, the ultimate reality TV show, and I still feel like it is, is Big Brother. Like, I love that show. I'd never be serious enough to apply for it, but I just love the format of it. It's just people with different tasks and challenges and things like that. I can't believe that. You liked Big Brother. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not here. No, because I absolutely hated it. Really? Yeah, because I remember when I was younger, I used to love watching Friends. 
And then friends got moved to a later uh, time because of Big Brother. Yeah. So then I couldn't stay up late enough to watch Friends. And uh, every year I was like, damn you, Big Brother. The glory days of Big Brother was when it used to be on E4 and it just used to be the live feed. But because they'd be swearing all the time, all it would be, be like the bird song. Because they weren't allowed to broadcast it. Say if I was thinking about joining a reality TV show and I wanted to apply and everything. What should you actually do if you wanted to apply for these shows? So this is kind of the most obvious thing to start with, but yeah. you should make yourself stand out. Okay. Because they're not going to want someone who's really boring to watch put on TV. So kind of be a bit eccentric, kind of exaggerate your personality maybe a little bit. Yeah. Now, my thing is with that, and I'm going to refer back to Big Brother here, is when the housemates go into the house on Big Brother, they will show their audition tapes and things like that, and there'll be these people who are really bolshy, really brushy, and then they get evicted in the first week because they're nothing like the tape. Like, what are you just saying don't be yourself or just be a, a person, like an exaggerated version of yourself? So give an extra 10% of yourself. So rather than being 100% yourself, 110%. Okay. So that little bit more because they don't want to see someone who might be a little bit dull and stuff sometimes. But yeah, totally be yourself. People aren't going to like someone who's really fake at the same time. No, and I guess if you're playing a character of yourself, like if you're playing like a really mean version of yourself, surely the mask is going to slip at some point. Yeah, and then they're going to be like, ah, he was a nice guy, really. But I was watching a trailer for this TV show, so I've sent it to you on Facebook, okay, right? Okay, there we go. I, I really, I never expected to stumble across this before. All right. The TV show is called I Want to Marry Harry. So it's 12 women, 10 or 12 women taken from like America. They're all competing to marry Prince Harry. <laughs> Shall I play a clip of it? Yeah. So this is just from the opening of it. Yeah. These 12 women have come to London, England, looking for true love. When they meet a real Prince Charming. This is properly American. So there's these loads of women on just this fancy English balcony and a helicopter's just landed. And it's a really far shot. Like, it looks like it's Prince Harry if you're from a distance. Our boyfriend's someone big. That's Prince Harry. No way. It can't be. He's Prince Harry, and I know it. <laughs> this could be a true Cinderella story. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, babe. They're actually right next to him, and they don't know it's not him. It says that he's a lookalike for Prince Harry, but he doesn't really look anything like it other than the fact that he's ginger with short hair and a long face. So they they think he's Prince Harry. Oh, yeah. They're completely convinced that they're trying to win over Prince Harry. Oh, my God. Prince Harry is my ideal guy. He's charming. He's my dream guy. I'm sorry. If they're their dream guy, how do you not know that that's not him? Surely... Like, that's... They've got to be in on... This has got to be a big prank. Like, they're all taken to a castle and they're told, like, this is Prince Harry's castle and they all have to, like, stay there and stuff and they're just trying to win him over. Only in this fairy tale, it's the prince who's hiding a secret. So where's all your family at Buckingham Palace? You see, underneath all the trappings, he's not a prince at all. You don't. Just an ordinary boy who looks a lot like Prince Harry. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> They're doing the scientifically. Listen to this. Fourth in line. Apparently, he's a 98% match. 
of Prince Harry. We'll put another photo of this on our social as well on Twitter because this is absolutely fantastic. I found this about five minutes before coming to record the podcast, but I was so tempted to just leave you sitting in the studio by yourself while <laughs> I watched it. This is the next it. thing that we're going to binge. Stuff doing a podcast, we're just going to watch this for the next week. Yeah, so if you are looking to go on to a reality TV show, be yourself, yeah. make yourself stand out, but also know that it won't necessarily change your life. There's so many people that get into reality TV shows just to be famous. Yeah, it's really sad. And then at the end of it, what do you do? Like, Because some people get really well liked and you hear about them all the time in yeah. media, but then there's the rest of them. Like, Not everybody can be those really well-loved celebrity reality people. I suppose, I, I guess that one of the point is be wary if you're thinking of applying for uh, a reality TV show because if you think about it, if you're on one of these shows where it's filming 24 hours non-stop and then the show is condensed to a 60-minute show a night or something. Yeah, you've no control whatsoever about what goes out. Mm. But then this sets up a load of people, like basically the entire nation, to have this really strong idea of who you are. Yeah, and they can make such a uninformed opinion of you by watching you for, say, 10 minutes a night a week. Like, there's a lot of people who say that they suffer from depression and stuff and other mental illnesses after coming out of these shows because yeah. the pressure is just way too much. I guess there there has definitely been a look at there's got to be a responsibility on the broadcaster now for they have to set up this aftercare network because you can't always rely on your friends and family because sometimes people find it hard to speak to the people closest to them, don't they? They need the people who have sort of portrayed them in that light because they, they even their friends and family won't be able to understand what's going on because they haven't lived through it yeah the only people who can understand are the people who you were on the show with but yeah when you come out of that you might not be friends with them anymore you might have really severed your relationships with them on the show because you're pushed to do all these awful things or you're pushed to make drama where there wasn't really any and then you don't really have any support other than the people who were on the show before and stuff. And it's just a really isolating kind of experience yeah. for you. But like, look at your man Mike from Love Island, who yeah. died recently. Love Island said that they're there for when and where people need support after the show. But everyone's saying that they didn't receive any sort of support no. whatsoever. So is that them covering their backs or is it there and they just didn't know about it? I'd say they probably just didn't contact anybody. Yeah. They just left them on their own and then said, well, they didn't ask for help. I think it all comes down to if you're a really huge fan of this reality TV show, then if you're really sure about it, go on, close your eyes, apply for it, and then enjoy the ride. Close your eyes and apply. <laughs> That's going to make it a lot more <laughs> yeah. difficult. So why was your application in gobbledygook? Well, I, I was listening to this podcast and they said that I should close my eyes to apply. So uh, thank you for inviting me to an interview. You must be really desperate if you can understand what I'm saying. But I think you've just got to enjoy it, haven't you? Like, it's such a, a unique experience. Yeah, like, if this is what you really want to do, if this is your dream, then why wouldn't you take a moment to enjoy it you just have to kind of go with it go with the flow you're not in control at all anymore once you go on to the show yeah like you may feel like you have some control over your actions but at the end of the day how it goes out on tv is just up to other people so you just have to try and make the most of it really 100 percent. so hopefully if you're planning on applying for a reality tv show those tips might have helped it might not you might completely ignore them and you may be the biggest reality tv star 
known to the earth. And if you are, you can thank us for that as well. But I'm bringing back one of my favourite features. It's Would You Rather! I like that we have a multiple of features now and you have a favourite one when it's only like six episodes. Well, the last couple of weeks I've done some really shoddy quizzes at the end of things and I thought, you know what? Let's bring back Would You Rather. Let's see how it goes this week. Back to basics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go back to the original idea. So, obviously talking about reality TV shows. So this week's Would You Rather question is, what reality TV show would you rather have back? Either Big Brother or Fame Academy. So Big Brother, obviously the original reality TV show, 12 housemates locked in a house, different challenges, public votes, who they want to evict and who they want to win. My favourite reality TV show. Or Fame Academy. This was a this was a BBC reality TV show. It was probably about 2002 to 2004 where it was sort of preceded the X Factor. The X Factor sort of came on from it, but that was ITV. This was BBC where 10 different people, again, lived in a house and they wouldn't leave that their house would be where the studio was as well. And there'd be a live audience and they'd do performances. But there was also like choreography coaching and things like that. So it wasn't just down on the singing alone. And then they'd have judges and there was a headmaster because obviously academy it was like a school. So they'd be doing singing lessons and dance lessons. And the headmaster was a really angry guy called Richard Park. And he made that show for what it was like. He even argued with the hosts and things like that. I have no idea what this show was whatsoever. Like I've never heard of it. I think it was way before my time. Like 2002. How old was I? I was eight. (laughs) I wasn't watching BBC. I was only like 10. I just it, do you remember Lamar? Yeah. He came from that show. No way. Yeah. Maybe I don't remember Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. The poll's on Twitter right now. What reality TV show would you rather have back? Big Brother and Fame Academy, and I'll do the results next week. We don't have to ask you what you'd rather back really do. <laughs> big we? Brother, Big Brother, Big Brother. Come on, bring it back and make it better. You can vote on our Twitter, which is what would you pod, or else find us on Facebook. It's what would you do if with a question mark, but I don't know if the question mark makes much of a difference. I don't think it does. It's probably there anyway. It's also in those show notes as well where you can click and it will take you there and enjoy the social media that we have. I spent so long writing the show notes and I feel like nobody ever looks at them or appreciates them. But this week, I want you to go and click on the link for the Twitter and then you can see this picture of Prince Harry (laughs) against the fake Prince Harry. Oh my word. Wait until you see it. It is unbelievable. It's the best thing to come from this podcast so far, the discovery (laughs) of this show. If you like this episode of What Would You Do If, you can subscribe on your favourite podcasting app with new episodes every Monday. Thanks for listening to What Would You Do If. Bye.